This podcast is made possible thanks to uh, kind donations from my listeners and support from my sponsors. And today I'd like to tell you about Spoken. Spoken is a learning English system that puts an English coach in your pocket. With Spoken, you can get private English lessons through your favourite messaging apps like WeChat, Line, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger and more. Their learning English content is designed specifically to meet your needs as a learner of English. It's perfect for people who want to improve their English for work or travel or exams. And it's very convenient because you do the tasks on your phone at your own pace. And check this out. You can sign up for a free 60-minute private one-to-one lesson with a trained native English instructor, which includes a free assessment of your current English skills. Let me say that again. You can get a free 60-minute one-to-one lesson, uh, which includes a free assessment of your current English skills, no strings attached. You can take the, uh, the one hour, uh, and then whether you choose to actually take some courses with Spoken is completely up to you. Uh, Spoken are also offering discounts to learners of uh, English listening to my podcast. 20% off the first month for any plan that you take. To qualify for these offers, you need to use my URL, which is getspoken.com slash LEP, or click a Spoken logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Okay, Amber and Paul are back on the podcast today, and I promise to keep this introduction as short as possible. So it's been a while since uh, the last episode with Amber and Paul, so it's great to have them back. It's been a little bit difficult to get the three of us in a room together because we've all been busy, especially Paul, who's been doing his stand-up show and also working on a TV show and other projects. So anyway, here is Catching Up with Amber and Paul number eight. The idea behind these Catching Up episodes is that we just see what my friends Amber and Paul have been doing recently and then we just see where the conversation takes us. You can expect the usual mix of us talking quite fast, going off on various tangents and making fun of each other. That's what usually happens in these episodes and everyone seems to enjoy that, which is great. It's the tangential trio, the pod pals, reunited again for much pod-related fun. Just to help you a little bit, here's a rundown of what we're talking about in this episode. So we're in my co-working space. This is a place where I just have a desk and it's a, a nice place to work. So we recorded this in my co-working space in a a meeting room so not on the terrace or in the sky pod this time Uh, the co-working space is quite trendy it looks quite cool and hipsterish and it's empty as well Uh, paul looks very different if you see the photo for this episode if you're using the lep app you'll see the photo as you listen to this you can see that paul looks very different his appearance has changed so what's going on there why does he look different and what's the difference what's going on Uh, We then talk about Paul's new TV show, which is all about stereotypes, and it's called Stereo Trip. It's a kind of road trip where he explores stereotypes in different countries. Uh, In fact, Paul first revealed this idea on this podcast, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, when he first came up with it. Um, So Stereo Trip, the TV show. And then after that, there is some talk of stereotypes focusing on Italian people, Swiss people, German people, Swedish people, and English people, all the nationalities that... uh, 
he uh, has researched uh, in making the show. So what are the stereotypes of those places? And are they true based on the research that Paul and his team did for the TV show? Also, how is Amber's show with Sarah Donnelly going? Because everyone's a comedian, you know. How is Amber's show with Sarah Donnelly? The show, if you remember, is called Becoming Mammal. It's, in fact, it's called Becoming Mammal even if you don't remember. But anyway, that's just a sort of turn of phrase. If you remember, it's called Becoming Mammal and it's about learning how to become a mum in France. And that sort of brings us on to the subject of the importance of marketing for things like comedy shows, vlogs, YouTube videos, podcasts, uh, podcast episodes, you know, the way that the title is, is worded. Uh, and that's very important. And the way that, yeah, certain episode titles or comedy show titles get more success than other ones. Like, for example, how clickbait titles are more successful. So what is it that makes something go viral and how important is the title of the show or the video? Um, I just want to say again, when the three of us get together, we do get a bit excited and we all have things to say. And as a result, we end up speaking really quickly, talking over the top of each other and cutting each other off. So be warned, you are about to hear some quite fast speech. See if you can keep up. I hope you can. Listening several times will actually help a lot. So try doing that. Um, Just one more thing before we begin. You might hear some beeping in the background of this episode. Like beep, beep. You might hear a little bit of beeping in the background. So if you're listening to this with headphones on and you hear a bit of beeping, now that beeping might come from around you or it might just be in the background of the recording. There was uh, almost, there was Virtually no one in the co-working space at all, maybe two or three people. And one of those people was an electrician who was doing some repairs in the room next to us. So sometimes you could hear some beeping. Right. So that's it for this introduction. Let's now listen to some super fast English from the pod pals. And here we go. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on another podcast. Paul's a very funny boy. His laugh I very much enjoy. Amber's got a lovely voice. If I could choose an accent, hers would be my choice. Yeah. Okay. So, hello, guys. Hello, Amber. Uh, hi, Luke. Hello, hi, Paul. Paul. Hello. Hello. Paul. How are you? I'm very good. How are you guys? Very well, thank you. Yeah, good, good, good. Good, good. Amber, can you describe the situation, please? We are I'm in a co-working space, your co-working space, and it is pretty cool. There are colourful chairs, there are throw cushions, there are um, plants, coffee machines. There's no one else. We're yeah. the only people. No one's working. There's an electrician yeah. who's working. And there is a guy called Victor who we can't see. I saw him come in. Yeah. That's it. The only people who are here. Yeah, it's very, uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not your terrace in the sunshine. Oh. But yeah. uh, it's cool to be in a, it's, it's like a very, um, I don't know, if you, it's like a, it's, I don't want to call it hipstery type of that co-working. Kind of- there's exposed brick, there's weird like wallpaper stuff. It's, I mean, it's where young, young technological startup people e would come and work That's and right. uh, build a new Facebook. They would come here if, if they existed, but apparently they don't because they're not here. Yeah, it's because it's brand new though. Yes. I can yeah. still smell the fresh layer of paint that's just been stripped off to make it look like more <laughs> yeah. exposed. They kind of yeah. painted it and then probably just removed all the paint to make it look old and, exactly. and industrial. That's or exactly what happened. And, yes. uh, I can't believe you asked the question whether we'd rather be here or in your Skypod. 
The Sky okay. Pod. I've forgotten that, that was. Well, and always the pod. Considering that it's all, it's quite warm today and it's sunny in Paris for the middle of September. Um, the current temperature, ladies and gentlemen listening, is twenty four degrees Celsius, which is summer. V- like uh, yeah, it would make sense, wouldn't it, for us to be upstairs on the terrace? But uh, sadly not. What for two reasons? One, uh, our flat is a complete mess because we've been tidying. Which don't you find when you? make a conscious effort to tidy your flat what you really mean is you let's make this place much messier yeah yeah you know like mm. it get, everything gets incredibly chaotic and messy before it ever gets tidy and sometimes you don't get through the messy stage you just say let's tidy the flat meaning let's just turf everything out like we've just been robbed or burgled and then it's like time to go to bed and then it just stays like that for ages <laughs> yeah and then you lose the will to live and you just think, just yeah. shove it back into boxes that's and right. hide it under the bed. Yes. Exactly. What were we thinking? So that's, that's the first reason. So the, the flat's in that condition. And secondly, I am paying to, to be able to come here to this space, so I thought I'd, I'd better use it. Yeah. You know. I'll yeah. tell you what, for your listeners, I'll take a photo of us and then they can see the, uh, the, they can the, see the they can see exposed brick behind, behind us. Get in, Amber, a bit more. So there look, we go. The exposed Ready. brick on the wall over here. There's Paul taking a photo. And you'll see in the photo that I'm blonde. What? Yes. <laughs> oh. so, okay. So, uh, um, so, Amber, what's going on? Now, don't explain it, but just to, to, for the benefit of the, the listeners who obviously can't see Paul, can you, can you yeah. describe him? What I'm uh, seeing? Yeah. I am seeing a very blonde. I mean, like, we're talking really scando blonde, all the way to the root, completely blonde. I feel like we've stepped back into the 90s. We're slim, shady. It's it's just, it's crazy. And as someone who has dyed my hair for many years, because I lived through the 90s, that is quite an impressive job he's got there. He's bleached his hair, though. Bleached yeah. it all the colour out, and it's so blonde. Every time I see him, I can't get used to it. I'm just yeah. like, what? Um, otherwise, he just looks like Paul. Apart from he doesn't look like Paul at all because he's blonde. blonde hair. It's a bit like when who's that French footballer Antoine Griezmann? Yeah, when he bleached his hair, and uh, well, it's in in the way that it was a man bleaching his hair. It's very <laughs> similar to what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was trying thinking, to think of I was yeah, trying to... Slim Shady, Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. The joke that I made on stage was that I, I was fed up looking like Harry Potter, so I went for a bit of a Draco Malfoy. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's like Harry Potter's yeah. become Draco Malfoy. Or you're like the Romanian football team from <laughs> from that World Cup that one time. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. You don't. It was probably. Were they all blonde? I think it was 1994 or 1990. Oh yes, I World remember Cup. that. They all dyed their Every hair blonde. Every single member of the team or the squad dyed uh, bleached their hair blonde. Right. And it was a nightmare for the uh, football commentators because yeah, they couldn't, couldn't have a clue who was who. That was couldn't amazing. Couldn't recognise anyone. It was, it was really scary, especially because they didn't, they were really none of them blonde at all. They all had sort of dark hair. Yeah, and, yeah it was really weird. And, and they, they did quite a bad job on the bleaching. Some of them came out ginger. It looked rough. Yeah, what? I almost came out ginger uh-huh. uh, because the hairdresser that I went to was like, basically I did it, uh, the context, I didn't choose this colour. Like I didn't choose, I would have never done this naturally. No. We, we were filming um, part of my documentary series, which is coming out soon. Finally, because um, I feel like I've talked about it five times on this podcast uh, since a year and a half ago when we came up with the idea. And um, yeah, the idea is we go around European countries, find this, find out if the stereotypes are true or not, see the history of the stereotypes, talk to intelligent like sociologues and sociologues, <laughs> sociologists. <laughs> I'm using the French word there, sociologue. Uh, sociologists. So, I can't speak English. We've established that. Yeah, we know this. Paul. We know this. Anyway, <laughs> we talk to like people about the history, and we also do fun stuff as well, uh, which is the video that I sent you earlier on um, uh, for yeah. the Germany episode where we made fun of them. So anyway, we thought it would be fun for the Swedish stereotype 
of everyone being blonde and blue-eyed that I would dye my hair blonde and blue-eyed. Bleach your hair blonde. Bleach it. And so I was in a, in a hairdresser uh, uh, interviewing the hairdresser at the same time because it turns out most Swedish people are not actually blonde. Uh, what? They dye their hair blonde. No. Uh, they, 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 they're born blonde, but then they end up like, sim- like a little bit lighter, like what I'm normally like, yeah. basically. Their hair goes that colour. Yeah. So then they dye their hair blonde because there's like, they want to... Bleach it. They want it. They, they want to... Dye it, bleach it, whatever. It's, it's bleach. Doesn't matter. You're just you're dyeing it. It's taking the you're dyeing out. it with bleach. Uh, okay, all right. Um, I'm not sure technically. It's that not works. even bleach though. It's just dye because the guy hasn't poured Domestos he's into remove, it. He's removed the color from the hair. He's not added color to it. Well, it's well, complicated if you want it to look natural. Yeah, because it doesn't look natural. What's going on there? With- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like a Romanian football player from Ireland. It looks quite. It does look a bit brittle as well. I mean, that's a problem with the bleach, like a full white kind of bleach that yeah, Paul's it, gone for. Gets a bit brittle, you know. Really? Does it? It, yeah. it, it, yeah. can, it can sort of fall out or something. Well, it burnt my like I because I, I, so I was under there under there like they put this plastic. But he, he he applies the the the, the dye or whatever yeah. the bleach whatever it is, and then he puts a, like a, a plastic cover on, um, and then I I was under that for like two hours because if if we'd have taken it off any earlier I would have ended up orange because mm. uh, right. he was like yeah my my uh, he was making fun of me for being ginger I was like I'm not fucking ginger my my brother once decided he wanted to bleach his hair and he was like 15 at the time okay. and he was into like punk music and stuff and he wanted to bleach his hair white. And so I was the guy given the task of doing it secretly without, he didn't ask my parents like, oh, oh. he just did it. And I was the guy who, who did it. So yeah. I was the one doing it. And uh, we, we didn't leave the bleach in long enough. Oh. So he Classic washed mistake. it out too soon and he came out proper ginger, like the Joker oh. from Batman. Oh. Uh, full on ginger. And there was, you know, he tried it again. He even bleached it again. It still wasn't enough. And so he had like this horrible ginger hair, which eventually did go blonde and it grew out and it looked okay in the end. But, uh, <laughs> but for a while he, he had like this sort of Margaret Thatcher ginger hair. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a classic mistake. Sometimes you can go ginger, sometimes green. Yeah. What? Mm, because the problem is like if you go swimming with bleached or peroxide, classic peroxide hair it can actually react with all the chemicals you can get kind of all funky kind of green hair it's nasty stuff I've got like special purple uh, shampoo purple yeah the shampoo's purple that I've got it's like special like thick purple shampoo that stops it going yellow or stops it decolor like uh, I I don't know some the guy gave it to me for free so so you did this for the beeping noise I don't know this is a mysterious place where there is Beeping. The electrician, dude. The electrician, the oh, only guy here is. who's working, and he's stopping us from working. And he's, yeah, he's stopping I can't us from working. Believe it. There's another guy working over there, cleaning, cleaning, cleaning the toilet cleaning that's been used door. by no one. Cleaning a toilet door, <laughs> just the door. So um, anyway, he can probably so, yeah. hear. He's, he's, he can hear everything we're saying. He's just turned round as if to say, "Why are you talking it's about all me?" Because we're all looking at him through this <laughs> giant glass door. And it's like, Hello. So, so Paul, uh, you you've bleached your hair for this TV show, which is called Stereo Trip. Stereo Trip, because it's a road trip around Europe talking about stereotypes. Okay, road and trip stereotypes. Stereo Trip. And the pal. The, the the episode was about Sweden. The episode was about Sweden. Yeah, it was our fourth one that we filmed. Uh, we're doing six total, so it's a series of six. Uh, we've got six countries, so we started with Italy, then Germany, Switzerland, Sweden, uh, and we've got Spain and England to film. Yeah. Uh, but the first one hasn't been released yet. It gets released next month in October, uh, I think the 15th of October. 
Um, will it will it be on YouTube or something? Will there'll people- be extracts of it on YouTube. The whole thing won't be on YouTube just because it costs a lot of money to make. Mm-hmm. And TV are not like, yeah, here's well, let's pay two hundred thousand euros to make a, a, an episode mm-hmm. and let's just give it out for free. So they have to put it. It's on TV with adverts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it will be there'll be sections of it on YouTube uh, on the YouTube channel, which is currently called What's Up France, which will be changed uh, to Paul Taylor. Uh, we're changing that channel just oh, really? to my name, just because otherwise we're not going to change the name every time there's a new product uh, uh, project. Yeah. So it's currently called What's Up, which was the name of the second project. Uh, it's just confu- so we're just calling it Paul Taylor, and then I'll call my personal vlog channel Paul Taylor Vlogs. Okay, I see. Okay, it looks complicated yeah. stuff, isn't it? But um, okay, brilliant. So will will my audience be able to watch Stereo Trip at some point? Uh, if they have Canal Plus, yes. And if they don't, uh, they can find a friend that does. Okay. Uh, and uh, watch it that way, or watch the extract of it on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Or f- illegally do it. Whatever. I encourage everyone to illegally uh, <laughs> download it somehow, just because I want more people to watch it. Like I don't care that I don't yeah. care. It's not like uh, you know. I- I'm not an I'm not an employee of Canal Plus, uh, so I want more people to watch it. So the more people watch it, rip it, upload it, do that kind of stuff. It just can't be me. I just can't upload it to my own YouTube channel. To all those Luke's English podcast ninjas who know how to do this kind exactly. of thing, you can infiltrate Canal Plus's exactly. database. Do it and then put the, send the link to Luke and then he can share the link. I can distribute. I can, be the, I can be you, the dealer. You, you can be the dealer. I'll be the Paul dealer. <laughs> you, know, you want some Paul? I've got some really good uh, Paul here. I've got a bit of Paul for you. God, the nice real question is though, Paul, do gentlemen prefer blondes? How has it been being blonde? Are you getting more... Uh, attention. I don't know. I, it's weird. Like normally, no, I don't know. I, it's it's been. I, I went through a period in the first like two days of having like this weird confidence thing. So not weird confidence thing, but this weird thing that I should have more confidence than I do in normal life. Because you're like, all right, I've got blonde hair now. Yeah, well, because you see somebody with my color hair. If you don't know them, you go, oh, he must be a prick. Uh, you know, he must be like a, he must be really confident in himself to have dyed his hair that colour. Mm. So clearly he's a bit of a, a, I would think he's a bit of a dick. And so I forget that I've got this hair because I don't see myself all day. Like I mm. see myself in the morning in the mirror. And then if I, if I, whatever, if I get my phone out or something. Uh, yeah. But I don't, like I'm obviously the same person. But it, because the day after uh, we were, um, uh, no, the same day that I got my hair dyed, it was on Thursday last week. It's been a week. I'm seven days of blonde. Well, <laughs> seven days of blonde. It could be like a new uh, novel that you will write. Uh, yeah, a new TV show. Uh, a, seven a me- days of blonde. A memoir. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we went out because it was the last day of filming because we had to film it on the last day. Because basically, the way the documentary is going to work, there's five stereotypes. The second one is about Swedish blondness and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But we filmed all the rest in my normal hair color so that the documentary starts with me normal. Yes. Then I end up being blonde, and then I go back after the after we finish that stereotype back to my normal hair color. I see. Um, so we had to film all of that on the last day, and so on the last day we went out for for drinks, and we went we ended up in a club in like a Swedish nightclub, and I had this like this weird feeling of like people looking at me as if I should know what I was doing in a nightclub and should be able to dance <laughs> and like just order bottles for everyone and because just because of the hair do right. you know what I mean so it's this weird I think this weird whether it's self inflicted or not I feel like there's a different thing that could like I could get away with more things with what this you're hair you're saying there's a new Paul that's waiting to come out yeah that came out for a while and then I've just gone back to normal because I've, I've got used to it now so but hair's got more personality than you yeah what you're saying <laughs> it's, it's, what you're saying is it's like Spider-Man 2 uh, the, the bad guy from Spider-Man 2 who 
creates like these robotic arms which he attaches yeah. to his, his spine and they sort of infect his personality and they make oh. him go they make him evil obviously potentially yeah that could be yeah I, I haven't seen I've, I remember watching it but I don't but yeah I feel like there's this like weird thing is your hair going to make you evil that's my question really yeah it probably, is. probably. We'll see how long it lasts. Amber, you, you've you've seen Paul already with the blonde hair. Yep. So have have you noticed any changes in his character? Well, I don't know if it's the hair or the means of transport, but we went out the other day to a, like an after party on a boat. We were on a boat in an after party with a free bar, and I thought Paul was being very sensible. And got quite an early night. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, I've got sober. a scooter now, so I scooter my way around Paris. You've got your scooter. So obviously, I can't get absolutely hammered like I would. It's kind of good though, because like I'm getting, you know, because if we go out, I'm, I'm usually like, oh, let's have a couple of drinks, let's have a couple more, and whatever, yeah. you know, the English in me. Yeah. Uh, and Irish. I was like, no, I can, I, you know, I can't. I, I've, I've got to drive home, so. And, okay. and of course, you had your lovely, your lovely lady wife on the back. So lovely you need lady to be wife, extra careful. I mean, awesome. he was pretty cr- cruel because me and Sarah were waiting to go on stage, and you just kept telling us jokes and making us laugh, and distracting us, distracting us from our set. Although I was enjoying myself, but okay. so is that evil? I don't know. We will see. We will see, listeners. Uh, if you detect any change in Paul's general demeanour, <laughs> let us know in the comments section. If he uh, comes across as at all evil. Because of the hair infecting his personality. <laughs> well, maybe more 90s. He's just become more 90s. 90s is so in at the moment. Well, he is holding an iPhone in his hand. That's not very 90s, is it? No, I was just going to yeah. send you the photo before I forget. Okay, do send us the photo. Yeah. So I've got, I've got a couple of things then in my mind that I'd like to talk about now. One of them is, I mean, there's the subject of stereotypes. I don't know how much you can talk about that, Paul. I mean, you've done lots of research on the, on the topic. Uh, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, By being in the countries, yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess researching <coughs> the stereotypes and then proving them or disproving them. Yeah. Um, just tell me again which countries you've already done. We've done uh, Italy, Swe- uh, Italy, Sweden, Switzerland and Germany. Italy, Sweden, Switzerland and Germany. Okay, well, yeah. you know, what about Italy? What about um, it? Uh, do you know, uh, have you got much experience of Italy? Got Amber? a bit of experience of Italy. What kind of Italian experiences have you had? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure I can share them on the podcast. Hey, <laughs> so there we go. So it's those kinds of experiences. Those kinds of experiences. Oh, yeah. How, what, you, did you have an Italian boyfriend? I mean, or or was it just a one night stand? Uh, I don't know. We're getting we're getting in there. Aren't I am they? sorry. I went to it- I went to Italy. No, I went to Italy. I went to Bologna. Yes, Bologna. And I thought I'd learn Italian. I just got really fat. I just really? ate paninis and ice cream every day and I left Paris I was living in Paris at the time I bought some trousers before I left I went for like a month about that I came back I couldn't even get them past my knees oh my god I've just become enormously fat well, I've loads of food the food is good so what are some of the stereotypes so of Italy then Oh, that the men give you a hard time the whole time. When I mean, they're you hassling know, you. They're hassling you. They're hassling you. Okay. Uh, the mama, you know, the Italian mama. You've got um, vespers, food, hand gestures, don't you? Lots of hands. Gesticulating with the hands. Gesticulating, yeah, exactly. Okay, and so Paul, uh, yeah. how many of those things that turn out to be true? All of the stereotypes that we've gone everywhere are all true, really? but... <laughs> and it's the but that's the interesting thing. Yeah. That's what we found, is like everyone's like, yeah, 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 this is true, this is true, this is true, but... And that's when you get like really interesting like tidbits. Uh, so yeah, all of it's true. All of it's true to a certain extent. Um, What's the but then? It's in Italy. Well, like the 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 the, the mama. Like we we had the stereotype that men like still live with their mums, you know, until like they're forty, mm-hmm. uh, which to an extent is true. Um, 
and some of it is due to the economic crisis that there were you know there's less jobs so it's easier to stay at home things mm-hmm. are expensive um but it's also because you know that the the, the mama is a, a great cook at home and there's just like this very uh woman centric um society where the woman stays at home uh, and looks after the whole family yeah. uh, while the guy's kind of useless and just goes out and works and so okay. the, 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 it's really you know I mean it's it's very it's it, it felt like very typical like you know from the godfather or something like yeah. that where it was that kind of uh, basically that situation mm-hmm. so those things combined but not again like not every not every guy stays at home until he's 40 but it, it does happen okay all right then. um you know, same with the hand signs. They all speak with their hands. It's true. Uh, it is true. And the part of the... the, the um, uh, there's a woman who we met who... She's made the dictionary of all the hand gestures, of like the 250 hand gestures. Wow. She wrote the dictionary for it. Uh, she's a linguist at a university. And yeah, it's really interesting that, that, you know, the language over time evolves, but hand, like the hand gestures always kind of stay the same. Mm. And so as a kid, it's easier to learn when you're a child. Before you speak, it's easier to learn the hand gestures. <laughs> There's little Italian kids going, hey, exactly. what's hey, it hey, hey, it's The a funniest pizza. thing we saw was somebody on a mobile phone. Yeah speaking with his hands ah. like he had the, he had the hand the phone in one hand and in the other hand he was doing that hey, you know uh, so it's funny it's like the guy can't see you you're not on yes. facetime yes exactly yeah okay that's good so italy done we're going to yeah. race through the ones that you've uh, yeah. researched uh, switzerland what are the stereotypes switzerland boring precise clean air good chocolate bankers basically mm-hmm. uh, punctual Punctual mm-hmm. watchmakers, you know, they're Protestants, aren't they? Is that right? Swiss. That's why they're all in yeah. Okay. Apparently. So? Uh, yeah, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> but? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, with the Swiss- Switzerland, like, yeah, they're all on time. We, we talked about the, the Swiss being on time, uh, which, uh, which is, is fairly true. Uh, chocolate, and the, funnily enough, chocolate, the milk chocolate is what Switzerland's famous for. Uh, not just chocolate chocolate, like mm. actual milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turns out it actually comes from Italy. Uh, some Swiss guy stole the, saw it happening in Italy and he brought it over and he made it big in Switzerland and that's why it's considered Swiss. Like Swiss chocolate I is see. milk chocolate. The cows are sacred. You know, the cows are on all the chocolate wrappers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to go see a, a guy who, who brings up cows in the mountains uh, and they fight, like cows fight uh, uh, with each other, which is cool. He, 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 we tasted some of the milk. Yeah. Incredible. Um, wow. They're all rich uh, bankers. Uh, was a was a stereotype, which is um, again, there's a lot of people that work in the banking industry, but there's more people that work in hotels, restaurants, and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, people are rich, yes, for us, but for them, they're not necessarily because the cost of living is so yes. much higher. Yes. Like a, um, a, we spoke to a hairdresser, and the, the like the basic wage for a hairdresser is three and a half thousand euros a wow. month, wow. which here is like a, a, a really good salary. Yeah. Uh, whereas for there, because the we went to a supermarket, compared the prices of the food and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and the cost of living is higher. So for them, yeah, they, they are on the surface more richer. But there's uh, more richer, is that a thing? Richer, no, it's yeah. richer. richer. Lots of guns in Switzerland, though. Don't they yeah, all everyone, have guns? Everyone's got a gun because they all do national they service. Do national service. Yeah, they yeah. all do national service. But they don't shoot each other like the Americans do. No. They've just got better... Eh. Yes, I think they'd probably have. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Do they kill yeah. themselves? I imagine so. 
Higher rate of suicide? Everyone does, don't Maybe, they? Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Do we, uh, do well, I don't know. I guess the standard of living is pretty good over there. I, I wonder if the suicide rate is uh, well, lower. Well, because the country works very well just because it's a small population. The interesting thing is, though, because it, there's four language, four official languages in Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, and so it's interesting how people can't communicate with other people from the same country. That was the fascinating thing for me. Yeah, like, you know, imagine like as an English person, you couldn't communicate with another English person. Just well, I mean, have, of you, language. have you been to Newcastle? Why, I man, I can't fuck and believe it. Kawasaki, 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 man, Kawasaki. Hey, what brand your scooter? My Kawasaki. Newcastle accent. So yeah. Okay, they're punctual. Yeah. Yes, it is true. Well, I, I mean, I they can, make I, watches. Yeah, It'd yes. be rude not to be. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, okay. It's so like this collective thing of just being rude if you're if you're not on time. Which I mean, France I agree. Definitely doesn't have. I agree. I am never not on time. I'm very mm. timely. I'm like mm-hmm. the Swiss. Yes. We well, the Germans. All the Germans. They're very timely. Yeah. Them. We, we we found that they were more like rule followers. Than yes. They love answer, rules. Like, they just love rules and they love following Structure. the rules. Okay. So let's talk about the Germans then. The Germans. Und <laughs> Schmetterling. What are the stereotypes of the Germans then? A humorless um, rule. Yeah, they love the rules. Very rigid. You know, mm-hmm. they don't cross the lights unless it's the green man. Mm-hmm. You know, all that kind of thing. I mean, I think the dominant one is that they're humorless. But that kind of comes from the English. You know, they're our arch enemies, aren't they? Mm-hmm. The English love to imagine that the Germans don't have a sense of humour, don't we? But they do. They've of got a great sense of humour. And um, I'm very fond of a German. Which one? Uh, just one. Um, they're very, very direct, too direct, no subtlety. Right. No, no shades of grey. Yes. Yeah, I find that more, now that I've been around, I find that more with the northern countries. Like Germany, Germans come across as like nice compared to northern Europeans. Oh, really? I think the Northern du- Europeans are, uh, like I get that they're direct and it's like they don't, they want to tell you how it is. Like they don't smile a lot and it's just a really what, weird. all of them? Well, not all of them, but I mean, we only went to Sweden, but uh, Addie, my wife, she went to Copenhagen like a couple of weeks ago for a holiday and she had... The, she told me about her experience in Copenhagen before I went to Sweden. She was like, oh, yeah, it, like I said hello and smiled. There's no word for please in Danish. They just don't have the word. It doesn't exist. It's true. So you can't say, I want a cup of coffee, please. You just have to say a cup of coffee. And that comes across really like blunt and really rude. And it kind of is if you're not, you know, but it's just like they're cold. For them, it's not rude. but for, for No, someone- like within, each, within themselves, they get on fine. But I, I was just speaking with a, a friend of mine who lives in Amsterdam. She's Italian. Uh, and that's and she's been there for five years. And it's just like a clash of cultures where she just can't deal with them well, anymore. I've, I certainly have heard uh, that the Dutch are very direct uh, mm. and, and quite blunt. Um, does that apply to the Scandinavian countries too then? Yeah, a little bit. I think I, some of it's down to the language and some of it's just down to the way you're going back to the Protestant thing. Like there was a really, in, in the interviews that we heard about in Sweden and a bit in Germany about this whole idea of fashion, right? We were talking about fashion in Germany that German people don't know how to dress properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, your socks and socks sandals. And yeah, long socks, the sandals, the things. And even in, in Sweden, like um, uh, a little bit, or the design in Sweden, like, you know, it's very, it's big, it, it, the, some, a lot of the people were saying that it was down to this kind of idea of religion, like Protestant versus Catholic, where in the Protestant things, like no one shows off, you can't show off, you don't yeah. say that you're better than anyone. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Catholic side of, you know, France, Spain, Italy, they just, it's just like, hey, it's let's just... Extravagant. Exactly, yeah. Whereas Protestant is kind of very uh, plain yeah. and yeah. understated. And that goes yeah. for the personalities, it goes for fashion, it goes for everything, the mm. food, it just, it was a really interesting it's thing inter- that, that religiously it makes, it's mm. made a huge difference. That is huge. interesting. 
thing because you see that in Scandinavian design and clothing and stuff. It's kind of very sort of square almost, or yeah, sort of like these, a little bit. these flat shapes and and things like that. Um, well, it's, it's nice. For, I like it myself. Yes. Yeah, so, well, it's become like it's become the new like a, a cool thing because yeah. it was more. It's all around being more practical. It's all about being practical rather mm. than being fashionable or good looking. Yeah. So yeah. Scandinavian design is it needs to have a like it needs to be pra- if your chair doesn't work as a chair, there's yeah. no point in having it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you see some sort of you know some designs around the world where the chair looks incredible, but it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> So, and what are the Germans really like then? The Germans? Um, I mean, can you, un, can you just talk about 70 million people? Just sum them up for I know, us, please. Because we're in dangerous <laughs> territory here of generalising, aren't we? Because uh, I'm sure there are individual Germans yeah, who are course. totally I mean, un-German. Yeah, and it's, it's like the same everywhere, you know? It's like there's, it, it, everyone's slightly different. I, I don't know. It's not, I, I, like a, I think what you're saying about directness is really important because, you know, this is so meaningful. Like, even please and thank you. Like, we say please and thank you differently to Americans, mm-hmm. and it's understood really differently. In some cultures, you don't say please and thank you to your family because they're like, we're all family. We don't need to say please and thank you together. Whereas, you know, with my son, I'm very much like, oh, you want some milk? What's the magic word? You know, I'm really encouraging mm. him to say please and thank you. And Directness changes your attitude to people so much. You yeah. know, Britain is famously really indirect. We don't want to sort of go forward and, you know, always like, oh, I just, I just wanted to know. I wondered if mm. possibly, you know, we're always going around the houses and it feels so abrupt when someone's mm. direct. And, you know, and, and it's hard. So it's, it's hard to get along with these direct peoples because they're nice, the scandos. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's really nice. Like, everyone's, everyone was amazing. But, I mean, you know, the, the, the thing is that, like, we, we met a, 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 you know, different group of people, whether it was, you know, sociologists, historians, or yeah. just a random person on the street. So we had, like, a kind of a good idea. We, we, we travel to different cities as well. Uh, obviously, we don't get a whole full picture. It's difficult, you know, in a week to get a whole full picture of a, of a country. And that's, you know, the documentary. In the documentary, we're not saying, yes, this is true. This is absolutely true. All Germans eat sausages, beer, and pretzels, you know. Yeah. We're saying they do. But the image comes from Bavaria, and why is Bavaria got the the? Why does Bavaria have the image that we have of Germans, whereas you know somewhere like Stuttgart, no one cares about? Do you know yeah, what I mean? In yeah. terms of internationally, okay, so you're sort of decoding and explaining why, where the stereotypes come from. Yeah, a little bit, and also just not we're not we're not necessarily we're not there to give any truth. We're just there. I mean, we're there to have a laugh and just like yeah. learn new things. The, the idea is that the next time somebody you know around a dinner table is like oh I'm going to I'm going to Sweden oh yeah oh don't they all love saunas and getting naked in Sweden the person who's watched a documentary can be like yeah they do but but this is why you know mm-hmm. and then it's it, you know you, you learn something and it's fun at the same time yeah that's very good what about England what do what, what are the stereotypes that other nations have about us that we say sorry drink a lot of tea shit weather and that we're one or the other we, either shit, sort of we shit weather shit like. weather we shit weather just <laughs> weather comes, weather out, comes out, of our out, out just like you know <laughs> talk about the weather you know weather's really important and you're either a sort of football hooligan or you're sort of James Bond you know you're quite sort of sophisticated you're sort of Downton Abbey you're somewhere between Downton Abbey no and not between you're one or the other yeah Downton Abbey or a football you're hooligan you're Wayne Rooney or you're Prince William or somewhere in the middle Prince yeah. Harry Prince Harry, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's mainly it. It's like the, the terrible food, the bad weather, the, the bad teeth. The Americans think we have bad teeth. Everyone yeah. thinks we've got bad Everyone teeth. Everyone thinks we've got well, bad teeth. To be fair, there's quite a lot of bad teeth bad in England. Bad skin. And, and well, Annie's got, th- like, Annie's got this thing about English people's mouths are different. So, like, specifically the women. Yeah. Like, she'll, she'll see an actress or someone. You know, like, if you think about, um, uh, like, Helen Mirren or... 
uh, Maggie, what's her name? Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith or anyone. And it's, it's true. Like you see, like even Emily Blunt, the English women have got different uh, actresses anyway. They've got like these like pouty mouths, like with the, mm-hmm. a bit further out. Like, and I didn't, I never realized it until she was like, just look. And I'm like, oh yeah. She, like even without hearing the voice, she goes, she's English. I can tell by the, the, the shape of her mouth. Yeah. Which is a really interesting thing, and I don't know why that is. I guess it's to do with language and Probably and just, how you use your tongue and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, I, and as a kid growing up, your mouth gets formed in a certain way. Yeah, we tend to put our mouths in different shapes uh, in English compared to French, I suppose. Like I've heard in French that the, it's more about things like the jaw moving forwards and backwards rather than in English the jaw going up and down. Oh, interesting. And things like that. And we have different uh, positions for the lips and the and all that mm. stuff. So yeah, maybe maybe it's possible that we look a bit different because of yeah. the way that we I almost I almost want to prove her wrong. Yeah. But kind of not. So if people listeners of uh, the Lepsters here, com- I'd love you uh, like comment about English mouths, not necessarily the teeth, just the mouths, the shape of the mouth and the lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it different to other countries? And have any of you noticed? And that? is it is it true that that it's better as well? Oh, she didn't say it's better. She just goes, it's weird. I know. Like, I was just different. I just added that as an attempt oh, to okay. say something oh, funny. Oh, oh, it didn't oh, work. Oh, oh. Okay, good. So that's stereotype. We could branch out and talk about the other countries, but uh, you haven't done research into those. No, I mean we've done. We're, we're, we're doing Spain, but you know. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a it's a fun project. It's just a long, a, just really, really long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a year and a half that I came up with the idea. Yeah, and finally, the first episode is going to happen. Uh, I think it's on the fifteenth of of uh, uh, October. Yeah, yeah. It's like a year and a half later. Like I put myself in the shoes of like of you know these actors and actresses that act in these massive movies that take two years to edit. And then two years later, they're doing the promotional rounds. They're going round, you know, uh, at TV companies, and they're all in interviews. It's like, oh yeah, well, what, how's your role as Katniss Evergreen in uh, in thing? And it's like, oh yeah, two years ago, I'm now currently filming this other film that I can't talk about. But the, I have to put myself in the in mm-hmm. the. In, it, I just I can't yeah. imagine how they do it. Difficult. So yeah, Difficult but I've only been working on this project for two years or a year and a half. Like I don't have. I'm not on another one. I mean, I am on another one, but just they're not. It's just short things yes are you, I see. are you glad it's coming to an end uh yes it's really difficult to film that just everything's really difficult about it yeah uh, it's all it's it's really difficult to 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 sit for a week in a country and interview 15 different people and ask the same questions and after the third person i'm like all right i get the answers now like i'm getting where we're going mm-hmm. like i understand this but i can't learn as i'm going when i'm there because sometimes the last day of filming is the first thing that you'll see so i can't arrive in the documentary and be like i've already learned all these great things about this stereotype so i have to go in like naive uh, at each of the each of the interviews and that's really tight it's just mentally tiring because the interviews last about an hour each person by the time we start you know and that means it's an hour of setup of all the cameras and the sound and that kind of stuff and so it's two hours per interview basically and then we go to another location and we film another two hours with another person and it's just a really tiring process it's fun like we have a lot of fun Mm. um and uh i I, i've got a vlog to edit which is uh, the last day in sweden where i dyed my hair so we and and like looking back like it looks a lot of fun but we argue all the time we know each (laughs) other really well it's been two it's the same team that we that um that you all know that uh, we made what the fuck with yeah um just slightly reduced because we don't have the budget to send everyone out Okay. Um, but yeah, we just we, we argue all the time now because we know each other really well. So it's like a family mm-hmm. where we just argue and we don't hold back anymore. Whereas if you're working with like a technical team that you don't know, you don't 
you know, you don't tell them to fuck off yeah, as much. Yeah, I see. Um, yeah. Amber, yeah. any sign then over the, over the last 20 minutes or so that, that Paul's hair has made him evil? <laughs> Not getting any signs of evil. Neither am I. Not getting any signs I'm of evil. evil. I mean, we did have a sign of, like, confidence earlier, didn't we? Yes, when we when came he in. waltz around the counter and just tried to help himself to coffee. Yeah. That's right. We came into the co-working area. There's a bar at one end with coffee machines behind it, like proper barista-style coffee. <laughs> and the guy who's normally there to serve coffees wasn't there. And Paul was like, it's all right. And he just brazenly stepped forward into the... Uh, yeah, I went for it. Into Bold the, as brass. Yeah, right or, behind the bar. As, and it's that brassy hair. It I is, mean. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Giving him the balls. To yeah. just... Having said that, I completely failed and we True. didn't get the coffee. Uh, no, we did get the coffee. It was but, gold. So then we had to go and buy a different coffee. No, no signs of evil. Um, so, what have you been up to, Amber? You've, got, you've been doing stand-up. Doing stand-up. And you've got your, your show starting up again. Show's coming out. Becoming... Next- Thursday. The name of the show. Becoming Mammal. Yeah. Raising French kids when you're not kids. Um, with Sarah Donnelly. When you're not we, kids. Uh, when you're not kids. When you're not French. We are. God, I can't learning speak. how to become. Learning how to become French. Learning how to become a mother. Um, yeah. yeah, it's going okay. It's um, <laughs> it's not. There's so much which is about marketing. You know, like people look at it and they think, oh, that looks shit because it's got women in it me and Sarah and it's about mothers and they're like oh not for me and I completely understand what they're saying and yet we know this other woman in our theatre not saying any names Mm. and she's got a good (laughs) marketing strategy her show is full but I would say her show is not great quality in mm-hmm. my opinion mm-hmm. whereas yeah. I think Sarah and I have worked really hard your show is really good I've seen, it. I, I've seen your show twice now and yeah. it's really good it's I genuinely mean that I'm not just saying that because you're Thank my friend you. it's Thank really you, really sort of very well written and tightly performed but, show well, I, I mean it is a, like it is a marketing thing of course it is like it's just the way it, I mean it's the same and I'm sure you've seen it with like your podcast. Uh-huh. I see it with my vlogs. Like with if you've got a specific image and a specific title that appeals, mm-hmm. like some of the vlogs that I don't like are the ones that get the most views. Yeah, because it's a catchy title. Yeah. she's obviously got a catchy title in the sense that it appeals to more people than than than. Yeah. Becoming Mammal. What's I, her title? I can't even remember. It's something about be- becoming yeah. a Parisian. So I've got, I, I've got an example for you. I've been recently recording episodes about Alan Partridge for the podcast, right? Right. Amazing. And I was thinking, what am I going to call the episode? Because I'm you know, worried that this is going to be sort of strange for people and they won't understand it. And, uh, and, I, and I was talking about that. And I was, uh, in the end, I chose a simple title, British Comedy, Alan Partridge. But then I thought it probably would be more successful as an episode if I called it like the British comedy that only Brits can understand yeah. or yeah. Uh, you know the yeah. reasons why uh, like British people hate Mr Bean or you know that yeah. sort of thing that's the kind of thing that would definitely attract a yeah. lot more attention but in, I didn't well it's, a, cho- it's a choice you know and I think you know because Sarah and I have worked so hard we we just had rehearsal this morning even though she's off to open for Gerard this afternoon yeah, Sarah Donnelly is uh, opening uh, she's performing with a very famous French comedian called Gad El Malay who's now doing stand-up in English so well done Sarah yeah, yeah awesome. she's doing she's doing really really well and like we film it we listen to it we redo it we rewrite it we, mm. we see each other a lot so I think we put a lot of work into the show but mm. I think I think simply the title does hold us back because people think, yeah, it's for mums, it's in English. It might be it's also the becoming, of... I don't know, yeah, it might be, because as you said, like the, the show's amazing. I've not seen this other girl's show, but I can imagine it being similar. I could just like, the, it's just, I mean, it's, I, you see it all over the place now, like these kind of like um, uh, clickbait 
titles, and hers mm. is a clickbait title. And I like, yeah, it might appeal to more people because it's not. She's not. She's a woman, but she's not necessarily saying, "Hey, this is how to be a woman in Paris." Type of stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas the title that's evoked with yours is like, hey, like, hey, people who are not yet mums, come and learn how to be a, 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 a non-French mum, which is almost like, uh, like I, I think the title's great. I, like I love the title, but again, it might be uh, uh, not. Uh, how do you say cible? Um, targeting, uh, targeting, like expats, expat uh, females who are about to give birth to French uh, kids. That seems like the the almost the, the target, target audience, exactly. and they'll bring their French boyfriends along. But actually, we think it could work for a lot. I mean, we've taken on board could. a lot of things. Like you've seen the show, Luke, and uh, Paul, you've seen the show. You both gave us really good feedback. We took it on board because it was a journey because it's not stand-up, it's not theatre. Um, so we're really pleased with it. But yeah, it's, it's difficult. And, but that's so important. I mean, like, why does a business work or not work? Like, there are so many factors. Mm. Like, why, mm. you know, yeah. why does anything sort of, like, hit? Like, why does something go viral? Mm. Why do people watch loads of some vlogs and not others? You know, a lot of it is about... Mm. There's so much out there. Why should I choose that? You've got to get, you've got to reel them in. And it's, yeah, it's exactly like a little choice of like, I'll listen to this or I'll listen to that. And often it's just like the basic sort of, you know, uh, monkey part of our brain that reacts to 10 reasons why, you know, learners of English <laughs> hate this comedy show. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and we're just programmed to react to that sort of thing. I think it's a brilliant show. Maybe what you can do if you do find another title, you can rebrand it, repackage it, and, and do it again because uh, there's a lot of mileage in there, I'm, I think. I think so. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe Sarah will become a superstar and she'll leave me in the dust. I don't ah. know. But we're going through to December. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We will see. If anyone is in Paris, then they really must come and see the show. It's called Becoming Mammal. It's at the... Saint-Martin on Thursdays at 8pm. Yeah, Are all the dates open until the end of the year? Uh, yeah. Nice. So we are going to pause right there and carry on in the next episode. How's this going for you? It's nice to have Amber and Paul back on the podcast again, isn't it? As usual, I wonder how much of this you understand because we do speak uh, very quickly when we're together. I realise it might be difficult to follow, but hopefully that's not such a big issue because it's just pretty enjoyable listening to the three of us just rambling on like this. Certainly the impression I get is that people out there in podcast land enjoy listening to us. Um, You can let me know in the comments section. Also, in the comments, share your thoughts on the topics in this episode. What do you think about stereotypes? And what are the stereotypes that people have of your country? Do they have any truth in them? And why do people have those stereotypes and where do they come from? Also, what do you think about the titles of episodes? When you listen to this podcast, do the titles make any difference to your listening choices? Let us know in the comments section and part two will be coming your way soon. Don't forget to sign up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. This is where I put on my very serious voice. Luke's English Podcast Premium is now fully operational and uh, you can sign up by going to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium. The way it works is basically you'll need the Luke's English Podcast app because that's where the premium stuff is available on your phone. And you'll need to sign up at the address I just gave on my website. Just click premium and uh, you sign up. Basically, it's like the cost of a cup of tea every month for me. 
basically, is kind of what you're paying uh, for that. And then you get access to a growing library of episodes where I'm analysing language, helping you to deal with vocabulary, grammar, pronunciation in each episode. Uh, Most of the time, I'm picking out language from previous episodes of the podcast, which is turning out to be, I think, a good idea because it's kind of like this uh, bank of English. The episodes represent a kind of bank of English. And I can just pull out the English that you've heard and teach it to you and explain it and really clarify it and really help you to understand it in the best possible way and then what you can do is go back and listen to the episode again in fact if you if you've already heard that original episode uh, having the language picked apart could be a nice way of doing it because you know you get exposed to the whole thing first of all sort of almost on a subconscious level as you're just trying to understand the episode and then you use the premium one to like really uncover the language and then you can listen to it again and it'll reaffirm and sort of strengthen all that language uh, that's that you're acquiring so yeah there you go that's the idea and i've got lots of uh, episodes coming up for for premium too all right teacherluke.co.uk slash premium and you can get started that way thank you so much for listening to my podcast and i'll speak to you again in part two which should be available pretty soon but for now goodbye bye 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.